Health Canada is reminding the pharmaceutical industry about those export rules designed to prevent drug shortages. Let's bring in Tim Smith, Pharmacy Practice Advisor with Pharmacists Manitoba. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me again. We'll talk a little bit about the concerns around this, but some of the bluster coming from American pharmaceutical companies, they're inferring that Canadian drugs aren't safe, calling Florida's plan reckless and saying it could have a devastating impact on patient safety. You have zero concerns. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you have any concerns about Canada's drug supply? No, not at all. I mean, I think there's many aspects where this plan might be considered reckless, but the safety of the drugs that they're talking about is not one of them. The supply of drugs here is uh, among the best in the world, and Canadians have absolutely nothing to worry about. Right. These are are legitimate wholesalers producing these pharmaceuticals in this country. This isn't some random website the state of Florida would be uh, ordering the drugs from. Are you concerned about shortages? Are you comfortable that what Health Canada and the federal government has put in place will protect us from that? You know, this is a worrying development, and I think, uh, you know, Health Canada will have to review to make sure that what they put in place is strong enough to protect our drug supply. But quite frankly, we've been having supply chain issues increasingly in Canada over the past decade, and pharmacies have been, ha- and pharmacists have been having to spend a lot more time devoted to um, managing these shortages on behalf of patients. So I think it's just another symptom of a larger issue that we're dealing with. Well, why the shortages? What is that larger issue? I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. A lot of it is, the, you know, both the profitability and manufacturing side of things, um, you know, compressed global supply chains where if there's one kink, one bottleneck somewhere, it impacts not just one manufacturer, but often multiple manufacturers. And, you know, there's shifting prescribing patterns as well. So we often see things coming in and out of market, in and out of wholesalers all the time. And it sometimes feels like it's a juggling act and we've got a lot of balls in the air. I know we've spoken to you in the past when there were issues with children's Tylenol, with amoxicillin, those kinds of things. What are you seeing in terms of being in short supply right now? Anything? I mean, I think I think the big one on people's minds right now is Ozempic. Um, Ozempic is uh, intermittent supply right now as the manufacturer races to get it back onto the market. Um, a competitor drug came onto the market briefly and immediately went on short supply because of the demand for it. So I think You know, there's a lot of companies, a lot of medications out there, but it really is a balancing act right now, trying to make sure that we have the right drugs for the right people at the right time. And is it because uh, doctors are prescribing this or is it a matter of people are hearing about it, seeing the commercials and they're going to their doctors and saying, I want to be on that. Help us understand that process. You know, I think it really is a, you know, a balance between supply and demand. Uh, In some cases, like Ozempic uh, and related uh, drugs that are used for either weight loss or diabetes, I do think the demand has taken off as a result of marketing and awareness and people seeing the fantastic real-world results that uh, are occurring with these drugs. In other cases, you know, it can be one simple issue at a manufacturing plant somewhere, and that will completely take the supply chain on a given drug for weeks or months on end, and then that has knock-on impacts on alternatives. So it really does vary a little bit by the drug, but I think it, it's a growing issue that takes up a lot of healthcare resources and there's a lot of stress on patients. Yeah, you cannot watch television without seeing a commercial for some sort of drug or medication um, 
you know, weight loss or otherwise, it feels like the tide has really shifted that that has really exploded, hasn't it, in terms of the marketing? You know, we have regulations here in Canada that um, restrict what types of marketing for pharmaceuticals can occur, but the United States is much more open with what they permit, and of course we have access to a lot of American TV, which is why we can see those commercials, um, and, and that can sometimes drive, uh, you know, awareness or interest in a product that is maybe counter to the intention of what the regulations here in Canada are. As a result of this major shift in the U.S. and Florida and potentially eight other states being allowed to import Canadian drugs, do you have any suggestion to patients? Do you expect that they need to refill more often or should people just stand pat and just carry on with their their usual buying habits for their medications? Yeah, I I do really want to uh, emphasize that there's absolutely no need for anyone here in Canada right now to take any action right now to secure a supply of the medication that they're currently on. Um, There is no enhanced threat in the short term uh, based on this news, and there's a lot of steps that need to happen before this would potentially impact our supply chain. But what I think we can ask Canadians to do is to ask of their elected officials, particularly at the federal level, what are you doing to protect our supply chain, and what are you doing to improve the existing drug shortage issue independent of this news announcement today? Tim Smith, always appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks for popping on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Tim Smith is a pharmacist and the pharmacy practice advisor at Pharmacists Manitoba.